I just stay with that. All right, great to see everyone. I just love seeing the kids. You know, you know, the, the Bible talks about Jesus saying that don't let, don't ever stop the kids from coming to Jesus. Okay, if you do that, you you get Jesus angry. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, just the energy of the room. I, I enjoyed yesterday being with the men. I drove up, and, well, someone brought me up, and I saw the big trucks in the in the you know in the parking lot. I said, oh, this is the right meeting. I know because men, you know men get big trucks and. I just had a great time. Just something about when men get together and gather together. Uh, you know, how I mean, you know God loves us. He loves us. And uh, when the men gather together, with men, they go through tremendous uh, pressures, especially in this day we live in, you know, to provide and to go through a lot of things. But when they get together and pray, now thank God for the women getting together. But when the men get together, I just, I just feel something really special when I was here being part of that today. Um, I'm from Oahu, and, uh, you know, people say, wow, uh, you know, you played basketball? Well, yeah, that was like many moons ago, okay? <laughs> I look like a basketball now, you know, it's, it's real different, yeah, real different, real different, yeah, yeah. Just trying to, you know, but, I, you know, I, I wanted to just encourage you today, you know, I know there's some of you here, uh, you're part of the church, some of you here because you're, 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 you're a preschooler, you know, in preschool, and I just want to encourage you today, you know, I, I'm just so thankful. I love coming to Maui. Maui is a very special place in my heart. And, you know, Pastor Eddie and Susan and, you know, John and just the rest of the, the team here. I, I just, every time I come here, I feel like I'm at home uh, in, in Maui. Um, you know, today I want to just encourage you. You know, um, in the Bible, it talks about when Jesus rose from the dead, he went back to the Father. The Holy Spirit came upon the people. You know, every one of us, we crave for the Holy Spirit. Because God wants to fill us up with his spirit and his power. And uh, I don't know about you, but I, I want to leave today being filled with the spirit of God. How many of you, uh, how many of you agree with me on that? Yeah. Be filled with the spirit. And so what happened is um, the early church was birthed. And, and Peter, if you remember Peter, he's the guy that denied the Lord three times. And, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit came on him. He became bold. He stood up and he began to tell the people about Jesus and and, and what happened and resulted from that is that people were, 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 were saved. 3,000 people came into the, into the kingdom of God just in a moment because the Holy Spirit came upon his life. You know, the Holy Spirit comes upon your life. There's no telling what God will do. And you might think, wow, I got dreams. I got goals. Let me tell you what. When the Holy Spirit comes out, he gives you the power to carry that out. Some of you have dreams and you think, well, I don't know if I can do it. But when you engage the Holy Spirit power, he will help you to fulfill all that God has placed inside your heart. Can I hear an amen, somebody? That's what he does. So I'm going to read you some verses from Acts chapter 2, verse 42. This is the early church. Now, when the Spirit of God came, people got saved. Then they, they had to begin to do certain things to, to continue in their walk with God. And I'm going to make it very applicable to everyone here today. Um, the, the Bible says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together, had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God 
enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. We see that the early church, what they did was there were people who were devoted to the word of God. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Every day they continued to meet together. You know, God's word is God's will. A lot of people out there say, I want to know what God's will is for my life. Well, when you get to know God's word, you begin to understand God's will. When I read my Bible, what happens is like a mirror. And uh, when I read it, what happens is I begin to understand why I am here on this earth. You know, they say there's two important questions we all have to ask ourselves. Well, two most important dates. The day we were born, and we always announce that on social media, right? Oh, my birthday, and you want everybody to celebrate with you. But the second most day, the, the important date in your life is the day you find out why you were born. And sometimes it takes us a lifetime to come to that place of understanding why we were born. Well, you can't understand the will and why you were born without the word of God. That's why God placed the word. There's a scripture in Psalms 119 that says, uh, the word is like a, a, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. See, you might feel like you're walking in darkness. You're not sure about what, where you're going or if you're really fulfilling your purpose in life. Well, when the word of God comes in your life, it creates a path and a light that you can begin to see clear. You ever, you ever go walking around like late at night? I, I, was, I, I was in my room last night. I was you know, staying over uh, Pastor Zach's house and and all of a sudden, I saw somebody dark walking in my room. And I was like, what in the world is going on? You know? And, you know, I guess he was trying to get something for his daughter. But he did turn on the light, and he can see. And some of you, you just need to turn on the light spiritually so you can see. Why? Because God designed you for a purpose. You're not an accident waiting to happen. You're not here like an astronaut just taking up space. You're here by divine appointment. And God has a plan and purpose for your life. And when you come to know God through his word, the more you begin to understand who you are and why you are here on this earth. God has a plan for you. You know, there's a scripture that says that the word of God is truth. We're all searching for truth. You know, the world tells us truth, uh, uh, what, what man thinks. But the Bible says that, that when we know the truth, the truth will set us free. What area in your life do you need to be set free in? Well, the word is truth. Now, people say, wow, the word is truth. No, the word is true. Truth is a person, and his name is Jesus. When you take part of the word of God in your life, it will set you free. I'm going to share an awesome testimony at the end. You'll see it on video of a guy who was set free. See, every one of us are broken. Every one of us here, man, you know, we, we're broken. We live in a sinful world, and we... And we, we, we're trying to make sense of this world. But let me tell you what, you're only going to understand it when you receive the truth of God's word in your life. When you do that, it'll set you free. You know, you look around this room, there are some people who have been walking with the Lord for a while. Or you just come to church maybe the first time. Doesn't matter where you are in life. God wants to set you free. And when you're free, how many of you know how it feels that all of a sudden the burdens and the, and the heaviness of life begin to roll off your shoulder and you feel like a kid again, just like the kids here. You feel like a kid. Why? Because God loves you and you realize, man, that that, that love that he has for you will propel you to a place to want to give your life to him. 
One of the other things they were devoted to, because we have to step up in life, is, 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 is relational discipleship. Now, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of the people. You know, God called us to be relational. How I many you know during the pandemic, it was really weird because we were isolated and, and really, he created us as creatures to have relationships with people. But see, to have a right relationship with people, we have to, first of all, have a right relationship with God. Because the Bible says we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves. We can never truly love our neighbor without understanding the love that God has for us. People say, well, how, how do I love God? Well, you have to understand like what, what Pastor John said, he loves you. See, there's nothing you can do today that will make God love you anymore. There's nothing you've done yesterday that will make God love you any less. See, he loves you in an unconditional love. It's not based on your performance. It's based on a relationship with him. That's why John 1.12 says, to as many as receive him and believe in him, you'll, you'll become the children of of God. See, it's about family. It's about family. It's about relationship. God is all about that. See, he's not about religion. See, religion is man in his best attempt to try to earn his way and earn favor with God. But you see, Christianity is God coming to you and I in the deep, miry clay, the deep, uh, deep darkness in our life. Jesus comes to us. See, you don't have to come to him for us. And he'll come to you, and he'll identify with your brokenness and your hurt and bring life into you. People say, wow, you don't know what I've done, Pastor Coach. You don't know where I've been. Let me tell you what, God accepts you, and he loves you today. And it's not based on what you've done. Some of you, you're under condemnation. You, you did things you're ashamed of, and, and, you are, and you're living life with that, that heavy condemnation in the back of your mind. Well, let me tell you what, God wants to set you free of that today. He wants to forgive you of that. He wants to wash you clean, just as if you didn't do that sin. That's how powerful the blood of Jesus is. He wants to give you a, a new beginning. How many of you want a new beginning in Christ? Well, the Bible says when a man or woman are in Christ, all things are passed away. The slate is ripe clean. You got a new beginning, a new opportunity in God. So it's about relationships. You know, um, again, Revelation 3.20 says, uh, Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, I'll come into them. If you open the door, I'll come into them, have a relationship with them. And some of you right now, you can kind of sense that uh, you're here today. And, and, and Jesus, he just knocking at the door of your heart. You know one thing I love about Jesus? He never forces his way in. He just knocks. How I many of you can hear the knock today? You're not here by accident. He's knocking at the door of your heart. He wants to come into your life and have a relationship with you. One of the other things they were devoted to was prayer. You know, sometimes people think prayer is something, you know, uh, you have to, you know, you have to kneel down or you have to really, you know, fold your hands a certain way. And, and all that is good, you know, in prayer. But prayer is just basically talking with God. Talking with the Lord, having a relationship with God. And then, you know, telling God how, how you feel inside your heart. Being honest. How many of you be honest? You're going to hear the testimony of somebody being honest with God. Sometimes we think, oh, we got holy God. He is holy. But he wants us to be real. Why? It's a relationship. 
Sometimes I go through a bad, how many have a bad day sometimes? I just be honest with God. I say, God, it ain't happening today. <laughs> it ain't happening tomorrow. Lord, when is it going to happen, you know? But prayer is just having a, a conversation with God and a relationship with God. And he wants us to talk with him more and call out for him. You know, I, I, I was called one day to uh, this house and this family. And what happened, the, the, the preschooler, this is a true story. That she saw something up by her, the, the door, the entryway into their house, and she would just cry and scream, cry and scream. And, and, and the parents called me to come to the house. So I, I was there, and I realized, God told me, I want you to teach this young girl how to pray. I want, I want you to teach her. So I began to ask this young girl, what do you see? And she just crying. She cannot really explain something by the door. So I, just, I said, follow me in Jesus' name. I rebuke whatever is in that corner over the door in Jesus' name. And I command you to leave my house. You know, little girl, in Jesus' name. <laughs> She's just praying. Rook, I mean, you talk about the innocence and the, and the faith in a young child. God heard that prayer because after a while, she stopped crying. And I said, oh, so, so is that thing still up there, that darkness? She said, no, it's gone. It's gone. You see, if a little child can pray with power, God can use our prayers, even when you pray. Some of you, you're going through difficult times in your life, and you have maybe kids that have gone astray, or, or you're having difficulty in your job. Let me tell you, prayer is talking with God. There's power in prayer. You see, you know, in reality, sometimes we always just talk to somebody up there because we all are built in. We are designed to actually talk to God in relationship with God. And so we have that prayer. I want to encourage you. To take time to pray. Take time for the word of God. My third one is uh, be devoted to serving and, and gener generosity. You know that um, Jesus came not to be served. He came to serve us. And to give his life a ransom for many. You know the sign of someone who's really following the Lord? They serve. They're willing to serve. Um, uh, you know when, when I became a Christian I realized I just wanted to serve God. I served the youth. I served in the parking lot, uh, uh, you know, I had some near-death experiences, you know, where you're trying to help, help people park, you know. And if you're short like my height, then uh, standing behind the car is not too good, you know, especially when a woman is reversing, you know, like, oh, God. Uh, if you've been a great, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, just being honest, I almost got knocked over the cliff several times. I remember hitting this lady car. Break, break, break. I'm hitting her car. <laughs> but, you know, you just wanted to serve. See, who you love is who you serve. Who you serve is who you love. Okay? If you love your kids, you serve your kids. You love your spouse, you serve your spouse. And sometimes the problem we have is instead of serving people, we be more self-serving. And God didn't set the example. Jesus didn't come to serve himself. If he did, then he probably would have wiped us all out. But he came to serve us. Imagine the King of kings and the Lord of lords coming to serve you. And he wants us to be people that would serve. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. God touches your heart and your heart is soft. You just want to serve him. And, and then you want to be generous, generosity. You know, the, the mark of someone who really is touched by God, is to become generous. We are most like God when we are generous. 
when we're giving. Why? God so loved the world, he gave his son. When you are giving, you're actually being like the Lord in giving. And I want to say, the early church marked them as serving in a people of generosity. So Jesus came to serve. And I'll close with this. The Lord brought spiritual awakening. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. And the Lord added to the number daily those who were being saved. There was miracles. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The miracles he did back years ago, thousand years ago, he can do today in your life. If you would dare believe. You dare believe. I was with this young man uh, for five years now. I know him. He names, he name, his name is Moku. And he, he really looks like a Mok too. Yeah. And, and uh, I remember when I met him, I said, wow. And, and so what happened is he was going through a lot of difficulty in his life. He was a, he was a young, married uh, man. His wife was Sierra. He has four kids. He's like 27 years old. So, you know, he started early. And then what happened was he was caught up with drugs. Caught up with all the world, what was going on with him. But something happened to his life. When he began to cry out to God in prayer, he began to put himself in the place of presenting himself before God. And take a look at this clip, and I pray that you be inspired by it. Go ahead. My life was a train wreck. I had a struggle with drug addiction. The toll it took on my family, at one point, you know, my wife started talking about divorce. All the money we saved, I, I spent it, you know, on drugs. But yeah, it started to destroy my relationships. And I had to threaten him with the, I'm leaving, I'm taking the kids, and we're going, we're leaving you. But um, even that sometimes didn't work. Um, that was pretty extreme and it didn't work. My eyesight and my hearing started to go. As, as I was having panic attacks, anxiety attacks, I went, I went down to my knees and I just pleaded out to God. I guess that was my last words I could say before if I died or not, you know. I, I said, maybe this will work, you know, maybe he'll spare my life. I knew there was a God, but I guess I didn't have a relationship with him. I got uh, asked to go to a small group, and that was that was uh, that was um, an experience. I'm still in a small group to this day, but the first time I went to that small group, immediately right after, I knew that that's where I needed to be. I, I got invited to church. You know, at the end of the sermon, he he gives a chance for those who you know want to receive the Lord, and immediately after, I, I cried out for God. Um, it was a type of love that. You know, you can't describe it until you feel it yourself. It was a feeling that I will never forget. I can, I can remember it like it was yesterday. You know, he freed me from my addiction. Um, he got to restore my relationships with my, my children, uh, with my friends, with my wife. And once I started seeing him um, going into these men's groups, um, that was beautiful to see him go from being so far gone to being a new man in Christ. I would just say that he inspired me, you know, to, to 
want to be better. She's actually, she actually received the Lord too, a um, couple months after I did, um, you know, going to her women's group, small group, you know, now we have our couples group at home. Um, she's on fire for the Lord. It's awesome, you know, and, and seeing breakthroughs and freedoms in other people's lives, um, that's the joy right there. On a Friday, I was actually doing some work at Moku's house, and um, they started going, doing their Bible studies, and talking about God and scriptures, and I was just kind of, something in my head just kind of like, hey, that's, that's kind of interesting. So for some reason, I was just so intrigued. I think that's where the doors opened. I just started asking more and more questions, and me and Moku, and we started talking about, you know, just God, and like, how everything happens for a reason, and yeah, it's just, from that point on, it was just, the floodgates open from there. After we prayed with Al about, you know, receiving the Lord and into his life and you know he got to be baptized and I got to baptize him personally. Asked him, like, hey, you know, we wanna start this one-to-one -one discipleship. And he was for it. He said, Yeah, let's do it. Immediately after I, I caught COVID, my wife, my three kids. Um, and it was severe. It was excruciating. So in the midst of COVID, I had it out with God. I was swearing at him. I was, you know, cursing at him. You know, he immediately told me like, hey, okay, since you serve me every day and you read my words every day, you read my promises, then what's the worries, you know? What is there to worry? I'll help you bring you through this. So he gave us the, the power and the strength to, to push through. So in the midst of COVID, you know, God got us saying, hey, you still got work to do, you know? You got, you got a group to lead. You got people to a disciple. And uh, I think I was in the ER that day. And, you know, we were planning on canceling it due to my condition. And, you know, I said, I felt God tell me, no, you, you still can zoom in. <laughs> There's no excuses. So uh, I texted the group and said, no, you know what, let's, let's just do it. And, yeah, I mean, only God can give me the strength to do that. Even though so much around us has been canceled because of COVID, but because of him, my marriage, my small groups, my purpose, my Christmas, and my life wasn't canceled. My new passion is actually just being a positive impact on others who needs it, because I know that there is a lot of others out there who, who are in the dark and who is looking for that light. Where were you sitting? Would you just bow your heads before the Lord? He said, uh, Moku is just like any of us. You see, when he got COVID, he got, he got upset with God. I had to tell him, you, you cannot talk to God like that. God is God. He can do whatever he wants. His friend, best friend, Alan, he was doing, working on the AC, and he was listening to us, and, and then he got called in. He came into the group, and he got saved. See, they talk about a relationship with God today. Would you bow your heads before? The Bible says to as many as received him into their hearts. To them, he gave the authority to become the children of God. You know, people say like this, we're all children of God. That's not necessarily true according to the Bible. We're all creatures of God, created by God. If you want to be a child of God, you have to open your heart and receive him into your life. 
then you become born again into the family of God. I want to just give you an opportunity, a simple prayer. I, I said this prayer like 40 years ago, and I want to pray with you today to say that prayer. And if you want to join me in prayer, as I pray, you just pray after in your heart. It's a simple prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm lost without you. I need you today. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe you came and died on the cross for my sins. And you rose again, conquering sin and shame in my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I open the door of my heart, and I receive you as Lord and Savior. I choose to serve you today and to follow you for the rest of my life. Help me to turn away from everything that displeases you and help me to turn toward you and walk with you. I give all the control of my life over to you. Lead me and guide me into your purpose for my life. All heads bowed, no one looking around. But if you prayed that prayer, I believe Jesus heard that prayer. He answered it. And I believe he has come into your heart and you've become truly born again. However, Jesus always asks us to acknowledge that. And I'm going to ask you to have the courage just before me. And you say, Pastor Coach, I prayed that prayer for the first time. I made a commitment to God. And if that's you, and I ask you to count on three, just, you just slip up your hand just where you are. No one looking around, just you and me. One, two, three. Anyone? Anyone pray that prayer? God bless you. Anyone? God bless you. Anyone else? God bless you. Anyone else? See? Great. You put it up high. Don't be afraid. God bless you. He loves you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Put your hands down. Everyone look, everyone look here. How about a hand for those that prayed that prayer today? It's, it's, important, it's important that you share that with someone. Maybe invited you. You share that with someone because we're going to help you. There's, there's a connect. Someone will come up after. Andrea will help you get connected. And even if you didn't raise your hand but you prayed the prayer, God knows. But it's important that we connect with you and help you in this walk with God. You cannot do it by yourself. There's a band of brothers and a band of sisters waiting to connect with you and help you in this journey with God. Amen? Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Coach. What an encouraging word today. That was 